ourselves another great fight not only in the lower weight divisions at 122 but in all the sport of boxing and that is the undisputed fight between Naoe and Noe the monster and Noe versus Marlon the nightmare to polish for undisputed at 122 and when you look at this fight right this makes a lot of sense because Noe he's coming off a very good win his first fight at 122 he beat the number one guy at that division, Stephen Fulton, in which he completely destroyed him in eight rounds in every way imaginable to pick up the WBC and WBO belts. As for Marlon Tapales, he is coming off a very good win against NJ Akhmedalia. However, some argue he should have won that fight. Some say he should have been a draw. Others say he should have won. To me, it should have been a draw at best, and it should have been a rematch, in my opinion. But sucks that it won't happen again, but that's just me. And when you look at both of these fighters, where they're going at, right? Anoe, we already know Anoe's accomplishments. We're talking about an all-time great at the lower weight divisions, right? We're talking about a man that won belts in four weight divisions from flyweight, super flyweight, bantamweight. He went undisputed at bantamweight, and now he's unified super bantamweight, and now he's looking to become undisputed in two weight divisions. If he could do that, then you could argue you could put him number one on the pound for pound list, even though I still have my guy Terrence Bud Crawford because not only he's a three-division champion, he's more skilled than Anoe, but he also went undisputed in two weight divisions. But however, you can make this kind of argument on who's really pound for pound number one if he gets past there. But as for Marlon Tapales, he's looking to possibly get more respect into the boxing landscape. He's looking to be a Noe, who many people have him as second on the pound for pound list. Some argue he's number one, so he's looking to make his name. So at the tail of the tape, Anoe stands at 5'5 five five with a 67-inch reach. He fights out the orthodox stance. He's 30 years old at the prime of his career. His record stands at 25 wins, zero losses, and 22 of his 25 wins come by knockout. And as for Marlos, the nightmare to pilots, he stands at 5'4". He's 31 years old, so he's also at the prime of his career as well. He has a 67-inch reach. He fights out the south. Paul or position in boxing, my battle man. His record stands at 37 wins, he has three losses, and 19 of his 37 victories came by knockdown. And when you look at both men in this one, right? We all know and know he is one of the most skillful fighters, one of the most all-around fighters in all the sport of boxing. And it's just absolutely insane that his power translate from flyweight. All the way up to super bantamweight and it's he's still lethal especially him to the body as he's one of the best if not the best body puncher in all of boxing but he's just an incredible fighter in his own right respectfully a combination of his speed his power good fundamental he had a nice smooth and lethal jab good defense good footwork he has good variety of punch placements good use of angles and overall it's just one of the more best all-around fighters in the sport of boxing and outside the rank the guy is humble he's a respectable man and his dad's his trainer too and they're both really good people you know so i do respect him a lot now as for marlos right to pilots man i got my battle that now hey we look at him right He's not that bad of a fighter. He's a good fighter, but he's not elite as Anoe. Because Anoe, I mean, his resume completely blows him out the water. I mean, he has God, he has so many ATGs on his resume. The two biggest ones being against Omar Alvarez, who 
He did defend this belt over 20 times. I mean, he defended over a decade. And the most notable fight of his career being in the Super 6 Finals against another legend, Nonito Donier. Now, yes, I do understand Donier was old. However, thing was, Donier turned back the clock in that tournament, in which I remember a lot of people saying he was going to lose, in which he ended up making it all the way to the finals and gave Anoe the only toughest fight of his career. Then after that, he won a belt at Bantamweight to possibly set him up for another fight against Anoe. My only gripe is he did duck Casamayura at that time, but that's a different discussion we could talk about for a different day. I'm going off a little topic here, but let's go, let's break down Tapales, right? So Tapales, he can't crack. He has a lot of power and he could put people in stretches, right? Now, the three losses, right, two of them was way early in his career. I'm talking about when he was literally just coming up inside the boxing landscape. They were really early. Now, as for his third loss, right, this is where his opponent is kind of similar with MJ Agbadali. He lost to Iswala, right? He lost him in 2019 in Brooklyn, New York. It was for the vacant IBF intra belt, right? to become the mandatory for MJ Agbadalia. And he ended up getting TKO in 11 round by you. And then he ended up fighting MJ Agbadalia and then MJ Agbadalia completely destroyed Swallow. So their opponents are similar, right? They are similar in that stance, right? And outside of that and MJ Agbadalia, even though a lot of people argue he never should have won that fight and it could have been a draw, he hasn't really fought that much on his resume besides that. Now, he is very awkward. I was doing some film on him for this fight, and I will say this on him. He has a very awkward style. He is tough to land on. Now, his head movement is not that good, but here's the thing that makes him awkward, right? His stance. He just lines up in just a weird boxing stance. It's always like that with these awkward fighters for the most part. They have these weird, awkward stance that you just have no idea what they're doing for the most part. As long as add the fact that he throws punches in such very awkward angles. He's kind of one of those fighters that's just very tricky, very crappy at his work. You may look at his style and think, what is he doing? What kind of style is that? But it's effective for him. It works for him. And he's very tricky. He's awkward. He has a nice little counter left hand, nice little counter right hook. It's powerful. It is. He is tricky to hit. He's almost impossible to land clean punches on. You can land punches on him, but they're not going to be clean. And he counters his punches in a lot of different ways, for example. He just, he's just a overall a very tricky and a very awkward fighter in general. And the way I could see him against Anoe, I could see Anoe struggling with Tapales in the early stages of the fight. That's how I could see that happen in the beginning. Tapales, he's going to get out to an early lead. He's going to give Anoe a lot of issues. But here's the thing. Anoe has seen fighters like Tapales before. Because remember, Anoe has fought everybody. He fought brawlers. He fought boxer punchers. He fought pure boxers. He fought all-around fighters. He fought awkward fighters. And also add the fact that he's a southpaw. Anoe against southpaws, I believe he's undefeated against southpaws. He's 3-0 against them. So he won't be phased by him. But I do expect Tapales to give Anoe a run for his money in the early stages of this fight, especially in this fight all around, because remember, he's looking to get his name out there. He's looking to get respect. He's, he doesn't want to be known as the guy that some argue he beat MJ Aguadalia. No, he wants to be the guy that beat the number two 
pound for pound fire on the planet so i do expect to give him a run for his money but as i mentioned before once Anoli downloads that info in his head and figure out what to do with Tabales, he's going to quickly adjust, have a nice little game plan, and he's just going to break him down as the fight goes on and on and on. Because here's the thing, he can't box for them. Because if he boxed for them, Anoli would just take it to school. We all saw what he did to Fulton, but Fulton tried to box for them. And Anoli just completely destroyed and embarrassed them. But then again, you can't try to bully him on the ropes and try to roughhouse him because then we will just take full advantage of that too. So here's how the fight could go, right? I can see him giving him a tough fight, as I mentioned before. But then as Anoe, as the fight goes on and on, it's going to favor Anoe. And I can see Anoe getting him out of here. So in this case, I'm going to go with Naoe Anoe for the win with a mid to late round stoppage because... With this fight, everything is on the line for Anoe because Anoe is looking to become undisputed in two weight divisions. And if he does that, then you got to give him the same respect as Buck Crawford. And it's just sad that, honestly, you don't see the lower weight divisions like this get the best respect they deserve. But same with Anoe at the same time because I remember so many people just talking all that shit. I'm saying, it. oh, he's a bum, he's a hype job, he's overrated, he's on steroids, this, that, and the third. Now... I'll say this in my old videos, right? I said Fulton will win the upset, but I didn't say he'll completely wash it. No, I said the fight will be close and entertaining, but I said Fulton will win. It'll be close. However, I was wrong on that, and I give Anoe all his respect. I always liked Anoe ever since day one. I thought he was overrated in the beginning, but then after that Donier fight that told me all I need to know about him, I said, okay, this guy's legit. I'll give him his flowers, but... And yeah, I, I'm i going off a little off topic of this one, though. But I'm kind of annoying this fight. I got him by stopping him in a late round. And if Anoli gets past him, once he does, I want to see him there against Luis Nair. Because they see they are mandating that fight. Or if, they, they, if that fight don't happen, then I want to see him against NJ Akbadabi, honestly. I want to see him against that. And then he can move up the featherweight. Because if Anoli can go up the featherweight then that'll be interesting because there's a lot of good fights up there honestly there's a lot of good ones but that being said i got a noe by late round stoppage in this fight drop your comments down below who you got naoe Anoe or marlos tapez but that being said happy holidays merry christmas happy new year and um happy kwanzaa ronnie just enjoyed